And we are recording yet again with Mr. Okay. Jeff Davis, the uh, the green screen master and his uh his legendary uh your your galactic nebula jacket you had on that one episode is uh I still whenever I see that thumbnail I still think about it. Uh yeah, I had to switch that off because uh, even with the without the green screen without the jacket it was it was somehow something in the zoom program it kept appearing in all sorts of areas on the screen and it was very distracting <laughs> yeah. um i want to make a comment right off the bat i have an agenda i came here with a specific purpose all right hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Appreciate very much your allowing me to uh, to get access to the podcast community through you. Appreciate it a whole Here it is. Uh, my experience has been uh, when I search the long-form podcast people that I'll go in for a minute or two and see if what's happening is interesting to me. And if it isn't, I'm gone. Yeah. Okay. So in order to avoid losing any of your viewers to that same sort of situation, I want to make my statement, my my intention clear right at the beginning and then they can go if they want to get out of here. All right. Okay. Uh, there is uh, something happening in the world today that is of extreme importance to everybody, uh, to the health of every person in the first world and a whole bunch of people in the developing world as well. Um, if, if human health is the most important thing that there is, because even life itself is not worth anything if you're sick. Yeah. And there was an opportunity to make a very substantial improvement in the in in human health. Then people should know about it, and that's what I'm here to talk about. All right. My intention. Uh, the microbiome has become um, uh, it, it has become a, a topic that's come into public view more. Um, more uh, abundantly in the last 20 years. Uh, and let me be clear, the microbiome, the colony of microbes that live inside you and every single other living creature on the planet, every dog, every cat, every bird, every insect, every fish, every complex animal that has evolved since the Cambrian explosion 650 million years ago evolved into a sea of microbes. And then they became host as that sea of microbes entered and colonized them. And over the period of the evolutionary period of the Cambrian explosion to the present day, that colony of microbes has evolved with their host, whatever it is, to keep that host in optimal health. Why? Well, think about it. You are their host. You feed them. 
you help them to reproduce. The more vigorously you feed, the more vigorously you reproduce, the more vigorously they are fed, and the more vigorously they reproduce. We got a bad idea a long time ago that germs are bad. Well, a whole bunch of germs are bad. They do. But the vast majority of germs in the environment, the vast majority of microbes, fungi, um, uh, viruses, uh, all of those items live in, uh, in, in symbiosis with every other living creature, and they create an environment inside you. They are basically a pharmacy that cre keeps you in peak health. Now, humanity has disturbed this arrangement over the last uh, several thousand years. Number one, by creating a civilization and living in an, in an environment that has been cleaned up so that the exposure to that previous um, um, population of microbes that in a state of nature lived around and with you, that exposure has now been diminished year by year, generation by generation, by living in ever cleaner environments. This is referred to as the hygiene hypothesis. And so when a child is born today, they are born into a, an environment where the microbial population has been diminished severely. They're still there. Microbes are around us all the time. But in a, in a sterilized environment, the number of microbes is far less. Uh, and in addition to that, which means that your population of microbes is now less diverse, less able to keep you healthy because a whole population, whole menu suite of the microbes that would normally in a state of nature inhabit you, the number of 1,600 different types is sometimes uh, uh, publicized. Uh, that number has been reduced severely. And in addition to that, the invention of antibiotics 70 years ago and the invention of ever more types of antibiotics, which are poisons to microbes. They are chemical substances intended to kill microbes. These, this, this abundance of antibiotics and the ever greater use of it has been like a nuclear attack on your microbiome. So that now everyone in an advanced culture starts out with a depleted microbiome because of the sterilized nature of their environment. People in cities have it worse than people in the country on farms where they're exposed to cow poop and goat poop and pig poop, you know, a lot of the, the more natural environment. Um, when you destroy that microbiome, when the 70 years of ever-increasing antibiotic use has caused a catastrophe of damage to the microbiome, it's resulted in a catastrophe of human illness. All of the immune system, autoimmune diseases are the result of your, the destruction of your microbiome. Why? Well, people think of your intestinal system as something that absorbs nutrients to feed you, which is true. It's obviously a major, but your intestinal system is also the largest immune system organ 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods market body everything that goes down there is that's the way your immune system gets exposed to all of the microbes in the environment and learns to distinguish good guys from bad guys and learns they train that colony of microbes trains your immune system to do what it does in effectively protect you against the bad guys and prevent your immune system from being confused or mistrained so that instead it attacks you. Think about that for a minute. Your immune system's function is to protect you from from attacking organisms and from things like cancer. You know, when your body goes wrong, your immune system has an ability to to, uh, intervene. Now, if you destroy that, and your immune system never gets trained to recognize the difference between the good guys and the bad guys, it will do something that, think about it, is, is kind of insane. It attacks you. And, and although the autoimmune diseases that we're familiar with, asthma, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, celiac disease, Crohn's disease, um, types 1 and 2 diabetes, even obesity. Mm-hmm. All of these dysfunctions, which have gradually come into the human experience and have been thought of as, oh, well, you know, this is just the way life is. Stuff goes wrong. You know, you get sick. Big deal, right? No, no, no. No, these are all the result of the destruction of the microbiome. And we can see, number one, that it attacks you, which is ridiculous. But also there's the unseen, which is if it's not functioning well, How does it attack the bad guys? How effective can it be attacking the bad guys? It's not. So now what we need to do is recognize this problem and recognize that the solution to the problem is remarkably straightforward. We need to identify what constitutes a good microbial population, one that will keep you in optimal health and see to it that Everyone whose microbial population has been damaged gets restored the first three to five years of when your immune system is trained. So there is some question as to whether you can retrain um, an immune system that failed to be retrained in the earliest years. But clearly, we can inoculate all new arrivals to the human adventure, children, with the best microbiome possible and then restore the entire human population to a state of optimal health. And the, the, uh, the, the means is cheap and easy and direct and abundant. No pharmaceutical company is going to make a gazillion dollars doing this because in places around the world where people are healthy and live much closer to a state of nature, they have inside them that curative population of microbes. And, well, we have a little bit of an attitude towards poop. 
which we shouldn't because germs that that delicious dinner you had the other night it hasn't gone anywhere except through you and been exposed to a few digestive enzymes. So we're not, you know, we sit on the john and we do our business in the morning and we throw a little toilet paper down there and we stand up and pop even go look back and hit the, hit the uh, handle and it's gone. You know, we don't recognize the medicinal value mm-hmm. of that, that partially digested nutrient substance with the microbial population in it mm-hmm. okay the american population need to get this message that the restoration of optimal health is possible if you get the word out and you create a movement <laughs> a bowel movement if you create a movement you're, you're very proud of that one you create a movement restore to get the people who are involved in this kind of thing the governmental regulators and the medical profession on board to bring this restoration of the microbiome back uh, and to put it into action Uh, and so what i'd like you to do what i'd like to achieve with this podcast is that all of your viewers I would ask them to share this podcast as widely as they can. And also anyone who has contact with other podcasters, I would appreciate an invitation to come on their show to get those spread the word out even, even broader. I'm working on a little project down here in Mexico where I live. I established a, a business uh, about a year ago. God knows the bureaucratic delays and the paperwork, it takes forever to do those sorts of things. Uh, things are moving slowly, but I'm looking to go around the world collecting, not personally, but, but uh, you know, send agents to the various places where people live in great health for, to go to, into their 90s and 100s and, and collect microbial microbiome samples from them in order to find the best microbial populations for processing to uh, and, and distribution to replenish the damaged microbial populations, microbiomes of people around the world. Um, I'm plodding along. I'm going very, it goes very slowly, but there are a lot of other people out there who have an interest in this, who have the ability to make a contribution to this effort one way or another. I've got publicity or professional involvement and i would like to promote to stimulate to provoke this kind of activity make people aware of how important this is because we are talking about recovering optimal health for billions of people simply by recognizing the source of the 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 destruction of health among the human population so uh there it is my i can be contacted by email am i allowed to yeah yeah do whatever you want man dia adelante at gmail.com that's spelled v i a dot a d e l a n t e 
via.adelante at gmail.com. And so that's what I'm here for most specifically to accomplish. There's a great deal more to be said about this. Um, and I can do it now, but I prefer to now relax a little bit. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think you should go for it. We're on this, we're on this thread already. I think you should go for it. What else do you have to say? Okay. Let's start with obesity. Uh, we have a, um, uh, an epidemic of obesity in this country and people will say, Oh, you eat too much, you know, bad food, processed food, um, all bad, bad lifestyle. You're sitting in front of your television, you're sitting in your car, you're sitting in the cubicle at work, you know, and you get fat. Well, yes, all of that is true, but there's another element to it. There has been research done on this with mice or rats. I'm not sure which one it was. I think it's mice uh, where they take a lab grown mice which was created in a sterilized environment and doesn't have a microbiome and a wild mouse. And they put them in separate containers and they feed them what's called ad libitum, which means as much as you want. The foods there eat as much as you want. And the lab grown mouse will get gigantically fat. The wild mouse lean and mean trim, no problem. Now, Additionally, when they transplant the microbiome of the, of the wild mouse into the fat lab mouse, boom, it loses weight and gets lean and mean. So the microbiome affects how your digestive system processes the nutrients that go through your body and where they go. It will keep you lean and mean if you have a good microbiome, and it will allow you, it will promote uh, a morbid health destroying obesity if your microbiome is damaged. Now I mentioned this right off the bat for one for one specific reason. And that is that lots and lots of people are unhappy about being fat. And they try all kinds of things to not be fat. And many of them have great difficulty in, in accomplishing that. They They'll, they'll go on a diet, they'll restrict the amount of food they eat, and yet either they lose weight by starving themselves and then put it back on again, or, or it doesn't work at all. Why? Because their body is broken in terms of the way it deals with the, 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 the food they eat. So um, people want to be thin and healthy and you know, uh, replenishing the microbiome can go a long way to accomplishing that. Second, autoimmune diseases, multiple sclerosis, amyloidotrophic lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. There are the autoimmune, the whole spectrum of autoimmune diseases can be prevented by creating the microbiome. Um, are you still with me? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and as uh, we recently discovered, there's also a connection between your emotional state and your mental abilities. This is the gut-brain axis, remember? Mm -hmm. So the microbiome also 
also uh, affects your attitude. So now with, with uh, the obesity issue, going back momentarily to the obesity, you know, uh, attitude, I, I know I'm bouncing around here, attitude, um, bipolar disorder, clinical depression. Uh, there's another disease called um, uh, metabolic, metabolic disorder, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. I've been in contact with people about their health issues and uh, the relationship they feel that it, to, to their, the quality of their microbiome. And what I find out is that people in the Western world who are sick generally have a history of taking antibiotics hundreds of times. Uh, there's a story, uh, a YouTube video from the Mayo Clinic about a young woman about in her tw very early 20s, maybe 19, 20, who got sick and uh, went to the Mayo Clinic um, and was diagnosed with Clostridium difficile, otherwise known as C. diff. It's a pathogenic uh, bacteria that attacks uh, the intestinal, uh, in the gut, uh, when their microbiome is very, very bad, depleted. Normally, people with a lifetime uh, of uh, older people who had a lifetime of exposure over uh, as they reached, you know, uh, older age, they are the ones who get Clostridium difficile, C. diff, because as you get older, you get exposed to antibiotics more and more. You go into a, the hospital for a knee replacement or any kind of surgery and they give you prophylactic antibiotics and so the older you get the worse your micro beco microbiome becomes because of repeated exposures to antibiotic then you land in the hospital where you catch dc diff okay that happens to older people almost universally and yet this young woman she was 20 you know freshman sophomore in college she got C. diff. She didn't know what it was, but she had, you know, intestinal problems and uh, went to the doctor. And I was wondering, as I listened to it, why a woman that young would get C. diff. And she said one little comment in, in the course of the, the video that tipped me off. When she called her mother and said to her mother, I went to the hospital and this is what's happening, her mother and, and, and said that she waited a while to go to the hospital. Her mother said, why did you wait so long? That tells me that her mother probably sent her to the, to the doctor at the earliest age, every time she had a little sniffle or bumped her knee or something and said to the doctor, please give her antibiotics. Mm -hmm. She had microbiome destroyed early in life in order for her to be susceptible to C. diff at that age. It's not an important thing, but it's one more data point in how this situation works. Uh, how the, the ever more frequent use of antibiotics for anything and everything causes the destruction of the microbiome. Let's see. I, um, uh, diabetes, type 2 diabetes. If the microbiome causes obesity, 
and the epidemic of obesity is the result of a, a problem with the microbiome, you need also to understand that diabetes, type 2 diabetes, which is uh, uh, insulin resistance, res uh, developed and acquired resistance to insulin. That is the result that comes from obesity. Obesity is, is a substantial causal factor in type 2 diabetes. And so not only do you get fat because your microbiome is shot, but you develop insulin. I mean, uh, you develop type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance. Okay. Um, there, are, there are just an endless supply of, of examples of this. And um, God bless um, YouTube and other sources of information. You can just type in microbiome to your YouTube thing and get an entire... Um, education in, in how the microbiome functions and what the destruction of the microbiome has uh, has done to human health worldwide. Uh, one of the things that I need to emphasize is that the medical regulatory people, the FDA and the pharmaceutical industry that is that owns the FDA uh, have contributed almost criminally to the, the problem uh, of, uh, that we see with the microbiome. And I say, what I'm getting at is this. We have a system in this country, which is profit, medical practice for profit. It's profit-driven. And consequently, it's only natural that the pharmaceutical industry is going to seek first profit and then effectiveness in helping people to be healthy. Corporations don't care if you are healthy or not compared to whether or not they can make a profit. They care. And we've seen it in the COVID thing, the vaccines. People under 40 didn't need vaccines. They hardly got sick at all. And yet the Food and Drug Administration, the CDC, the NIH, Fauci's group is so content, completely owned by the pharmaceutical industry that they made sure that early treatment was, was discredited and set aside and, and eliminated from the current uh, social media uh, information stream so that their pharmaceutical owners could sell the vaccines to anyone and everyone. And we see that they want to sell them to younger people who are really not that, uh, that affected by it. And also now that Omicron has taken over and Omicron is a light duty version of COVID, still they want everybody to get double vax, triple vax, triple boosted, boosted every six months. Everyone gets injected, uh, no, matter, no matter the cost in terms of side effects. Now, this is all because of the fact that big corporations, pharmaceutical corporations, big pharma, cares more about profit than they do about anything else. And they bought both the media, frequently seen, sponsored by Pfizer on CNN, right? And we've seen that 
Fauci and his crowd at the FDA and CDC, NIH, NIAID, uh, are working on their behalf. And why shouldn't Fauci work on his, their behalf? Because he gets millions of dollars in royalties from the vaccine patenting situation. And in the case of COVID, oh, well, I'm glad you're on Rumble because if I said this on YouTube, we'd be gone. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't, yeah. No, we're good. We're and, good here. Uh, so I, I want to get away from that and just return to the idea that um, the medical profession needs to immediately stand up and say as the a fundamental protocol for the administration of antibiotics is that this is going to inform consent. This is going to damage your microbiome. So you need to provide a microbiome sample prior to the administration of the antibiotics that we can use to replenish whatever your microbiome happens to be at the time of the administration of the antibiotics. Replenish it after the antibiotics are gone. Uh, and yet, with all of the evidence of the damage done by antibiotics to your microbiome and the vital role your microbiome plays in human health, have you ever heard of any doctor who said prior to prescribing antibiotics that this will damage your microbiome and that you need to take action to prevent that damage to your immune system and your overall state of health? Never. But they know and they don't say anything. And I cannot figure out why. Well, I can. It's because Big Pharma, the last thing Big Pharma wants is for you to have a way to cheaply maintain your health. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things that, that occurred to me as I began to study this ish, issue and, and develop my little crusade to make this, uh, this restoration of human health worldwide a, a reality was that Big pharma, you know, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But uh, uh, right, um, people are oppressed by the massive expense of healthcare. I mean, it's huge. We all know it's huge. Uh, wouldn't it be amazing if everybody was healthy? How much would healthcare cost? Yeah. You see what I mean? I mean, uh, the financial benefit of restoring your health, restoring everyone's health, makes universal health care extremely viable because it's now cheap. It's very cheap to keep healthy people healthy. Yeah. Rather than try to take people who are sick to, uh, to diminish their symptoms, possibly not even attacking the fundamental cause for their uh, poor health. Oh, and people are going to say, as I said earlier, that there are other factors involved in poor health, bad diet, uh, bad lifestyle, etc. And I'm not saying that they are, but I'm saying this to me seems to be the elephant in the room. <coughs> so <coughs> once again, anybody who's listened this long, um, you're free to contact me 
And I'd like you to spread the message out, distribute it to everybody you know, so that we can create an awareness in the public. And I'm not a very out there in the public eye kind of guy. I'm basically an old retired bookish fellow who used to live in the library. And and so I, I don't really have a, a public presence. But I'd be happy to come on anyone's podcast to tell my story, to tell the story of the microbiome and its role in human health so that we can get the word out and get some progress on doing this. Health is the most important thing, and the gradual destruction of human health uh, that's come on very slowly so that we kind of think of our state of health as being just the way things are. It's it's not the way things have to be or should be. One little little example. I was watching a video of uh, uh, taken in the Amazon rainforest. And uh, a young boy went with an older person out into the jungle to hunt monkeys. And uh, the, uh, the videographer said that the person, the older person that the boy went with was his grandfather, who was 64 years old. I looked at that guy and he looked like it was in his 30s. They don't have any of the autoimmune diseases. They don't have anything like that. They live in a state of peak health. Now, they might get eaten by a jaguar, but but their microbiome is perfect because they've never left that state of nature where the microbiome evolved to keep them in peak health. It trains the immune system and it provides a pharmacy, basically. All of the genes of the many, many different kinds and large population of microbes inside you, all of those those genes are genes that operate the development and and operate the development and um, function of their metabolisms. And consequently, they have byproducts of their own life activity that become... uh, the, the drugs, drugs that keep you healthy. There are other ways that they keep you healthy. Number one is they create an, an environment which keeps the pathogenic bacteria at bay. They, it's, like, it's like you had a neighborhood of good people and somebody, some gang member came in and decided to start a gang activity in your neighborhood and all the neighbors got together and helped the gang member to go somewhere else. Yeah, that's it creates an environment that's hostile to uh, pathogenic bacteria and path- pathogens in general. Sometimes it doesn't work. You know, uh, uh, cholera. If you get a cholera bacteria, you, you get cholera. It, you know, you poop out horribly and get uh, dehydrated and maybe even die. But um, uh, you know, uh, under normal circumstances without exposure to cholera bacteria, you'd be okay uh, if your microbiome is healthy. Okay, that's, you know, there, there's more to it, but uh, I'm going to leave it there so as not to... Uh, what uh, what what sparked your interest in this? 
I think we've covered that before, but I don't recall. I've I've done nine hundred and fifty episodes, so you'll have to excuse me if if I, some of it slips in my mind. But what 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 sparked this? I mean, you're very know. clearly passionate about it. You've clearly done your research. Like if somebody asked me, like, why do I know so much about ICBMs? Well, I like the Cold War. Why do you like the Cold War? I don't know. The two biggest superpowers going at it for 40 years developing tech. It, to me, it's fascinating. And, it's, you know, it's not that in depth of an answer, but it's that's kind of the the foundation for a lot of this podcast is for whatever reason, me getting really into the Cold War in like 2018. So like. But it didn't come out of nowhere and it wasn't lifelong. So I have to ask, like, what. What led to this for you? You know, the very beginning of it, I don't really remember. <laughs> uh, I just I stumbled on it just somehow and looked at it a little bit. And then just caught you. about five years, ten, six years ago, I had uh, a situation where I needed abdominal surgery. And before the diagnosis was clear before they got it right they got it wrong three or four times and each time they gave me a dose of antibiotics a different antibiotic each time then they finally figured out that it was uh, a problem with the diverticulitis uh, attaching to my bladder and a fistula had developed which is a passageway between the bowel and the bladder so that so that bowel material the undigested food and the bacterial colony went into my bladder and, and, and said, well, actually, it was not symptomatic much at all. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, my wife, my wife was freaked out because she saw that this kind of infection, this kind of problem could be life-threatening. Yeah. She's uh, had 27 years experience as a, as a, a nurse, uh, emergency room, my my mom and most of my aunts are nurses, so no, I, I uh, no, I completely get the whole. Hey, Tommy, something's wrong. I don't think anything's wrong. No, something's wrong. Yeah, and then uh, after the surgery and after the four or five courses of antibiotics and after the antibiotics prophylactically administered for the surgery and after I had to go back in for a. Uh, hernia and more prophylactic antibiotics and then when i got my shoulder uh um, shoulder replacement prophylactic antibiotics again uh something happened my joints and in particular my back began to do things it had never done before and lose its plasticity i mean i could lean over and i could hear pop 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 pop, pop. You know, and and it it didn't it, it didn't kill me, but it was clearly something that came on and that I'd never experienced before, and I suspect that that uh, inflammatory response from my immune system was created by the damage to my microbiome, and um, since that time, my knees, on my wrists, the knuckles in my fingers, everything. It indicates that the joints are under attack. Uh, now, and that that prompted me to look at the microbiome much closer, and I went in for a deep dive. Uh, I have to say that that uh, 
Google, uh, the internet has created an incredible opportunity, an incredible uh, facility for studying almost anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fascinating. When I lived in the library before the age of the internet, if I wanted to find a research paper, I had to go to a to an index. Dewey Decimal System. Um, worse than that. Um, I, uh, then I had to track down the kind of arcane journals yeah. that, that do the publications of, of leading-edge research. And then I had to go to the specialty library that would have that journal. I was lucky enough to live in the San Francisco Bay Area where you have UC Berkeley and you have Stanford and you know, so so I could get at those, but uh, it was time consuming and very difficult. Now, with the internet, you can go and you can type microbiome into a Google search, and it will, the first thing that will come up will be scholarly articles on. You can click on any of those, and then you can find the article full text, and you can do two things. Read the apps. Titles first. Title tells you something. Mm-hmm. Then the abstract pretty much tells you everything. Okay, yeah. Then the conclusion, which will be at the very end of the article, will expand on the abstract by telling you, you know, what are the possibilities? What does this mean? Where can we go with this? Yeah. Recommendations, implications. And then you have this magnificent resource. The references. The references. Cited from this paper. Cited from this paper. Cited from this paper. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the text of the research paper, each time a little item is mentioned as a kind of a, a fact, there'll be a little number at the upper right-hand corner, which will tell you where they got that factual information from the paper that it came from. Now, you go down to that, that, that uh, the references. And read through them. Every title will tell you a little something. Then you find an, an article that is particularly focused on what you want to know. And you click on that, or you copy it and paste it into Google search, and the article will come up. Sometimes you can get directly to the full text article, most of the time. Some of the articles are either new or they're restricted to uh, a publication like Elsevier, Elsevier has a, a whole list of journals that they used to monopolize largely the access to these uh, advanced research journals and made a lot of money out of it. Nowadays, uh, the, most of that stuff is online and available. And so I don't see any reason anymore for colleges. Oh yeah, you know, no. Oh, I'm on board with you 100. percent This little beastie will That's... tell you everything you need to know, and instead of going for four years and learning 95 percent of stuff you never need, you can focus straight in. On what you I would read these articles, and when I would, I won't read the body of the article because that's really deep in for a professional scientist. But if you go to either the abstract or the conclusions. Uh, and you find a term that you don't understand, well, you double-click on it, select it, then you do a right-click, and it says, search Google for, etc. Boom! 
boom. Instantly, you have, and Wikipedia is great for this. Wikipedia is a problem for any kind of political or controversial thing. Yeah, you get the human, uh, you get that human flaw in there where all of a sudden they start, they take a beautiful tool of abundant knowledge and then it's, but my political opponent, and you're like, oh, would you come on? For the most part, though, it's still, it's still a wonderful tool. Very, very useful. And for technical issues, with no, oh, yeah. They're great. And boom, you click on it and it'll tell you the meaning. We'll put it in context. You get a Wikipedia page that will say this and that is it. And, and so you may start reading that Wikipedia page in order to understand what that particular term means. And in doing so, you might run into other terms that you don't know. And in short order, you can educate yourself. You can train yourself to understand the language and the details of that, the field of, uh, of research, science, biology, whatever, that, that uh, you were looking to learn about. Uh, and without going through the whole four-year college, all that intuition and everything else. Yeah, it's uh, that's definitely how I went down the rabbit hole of the Cold War. Was and I've talked about that before. Is exactly that. You see something interesting in an article, you scroll down, you find another article, you scroll down, you find another article, and next thing you know, you're four hours into a rabbit hole learning about gallium arsenide chips on satellites. Um, and you know, how did I get here? And then you find a documentary about Reagan's Star Wars, and you're just going down this whole rabbit hole. And then years later, when someone asks you, they're like, "How'd you learn that?" You're like, "I don't know. It's just." I don't know, but it's all there. But uh, Mr. Davis, like I told you, I I gotta wrap this one up because I got another guest waiting. Um, as always, I'd love to have oh. you back on, dude. You're a cool guy to shoot the shit with. I always enjoy your uh, your company. You're a fun guy. You you've got an inquisitive mind. Um, I'll text you this episode when it's up, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to coming back on because I got a lot to talk about. Of course, I wouldn't I wouldn't keep having you on if I didn't like having you on, man. You're a cool guy. You too, bro. All right. Catch you later. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye, Gail. Have fun on the uh, on the uh, on the puzzle. Thank you. <laughs>